0: Good morning, and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer on this uh, Thursday morning, November 11th. So glad to be with you today. So glad to be back home after my fall tour and back in my own place here with my own camera, my own microphone. It's always nice to be here where it's comfortable and good production and so forth. Anyway, glad to have you with you. Glad to have you with me. And today I'd like to talk about something that's kind of strange or different, we haven't talked about anything like this on our daily live stream and uh, a question came up to me on campus yesterday at Florida State University that I've not heard in ages I'd say 20-30 years I've not heard this question and so it, uh, it was, I had to go back and brush off some of the rust as I dealt with how to answer it and then think about it more last night on my way home and as I was uh, preparing for this morning and that's this there's a fella there at uh, Florida State who two days earlier, um, he was a Catholic fella, and he had some questions, and I was sharing with him the gospel, and I shared with him my saying that um, with many people, the distance between heaven and hell is only 12 inches, and that is the distance between knowing something in my head intellectually and tr- or believing in my head and trusting Jesus from my heart to save me, to become my savior. And, and he'd never heard that before and he really enjoyed it and, it, and, and he received what I was saying and, and uh, gladly. The next day he came back and he asked if it was wrong to pray. He asked what I thought about Catholics and is it wrong to pray to Mary? Well, there was the, the, a very active Catholic group on that campus and uh, they they're very active in what they knowing what they believe and they were right nearby and so they joined in the discussion and he got to observe it the question was is it wrong to pray to Mary and so I'd like to address that today because I haven't ever talked about that here and it might be something that you've not thought much about or maybe don't do but the ramifications of it really are quite significant now first of all, of course Catholics say they don't pray to Mary. And if you read any of the any of the they they say they venerate her. But if you read any of the things they say like I go to the sometimes I've gone to the Catholic church, the National Cathedral, National Catholic Church at at Catholic University in Washington DC, which is filled with prayers to Mary. And I'm serious, it's 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 not just saying, "Would you remember us or intercede or" talk to your dad and talk to our father about it. No, no. It's stuff like, Mary, we pledge our devotion to you, our, you our, to your sacred heart, that you will always stand with us and our trust will always be in you and all things of this nature. Some of the prayers that I found online, even just last night, said such things as, are you ready? Is this, is this, they say this is not prayer, but for instance, from their own liturgy, Remember, remember, most loving Virgin Mary, never was it heard that anyone who turned to you for help was left unaided. I run to your protection, for you are my mother. Or again, hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy. Hail our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To you we cry, the children of Eve. To you we send, out, send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this land of exile turn then most gracious advocate your eyes of mercy toward us lead us home at last i don't know that sounds like praying to me i'll let you make your decision but assume that this guy asked me the catholic people were saying oh we don't pray to her but this guy asked me the question was is it wrong to pray to mary and so he 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 understood what they're talking whether well, he understood accurately or not, he knew what practically it meant. Is it wrong to pray to Mary or to all these saints? And the answer is yes. It's very wrong to pray to Mary. And to imply that, that somehow she is the one who answers our prayers, no. And let me give you several reasons why. Number one, they claim that Mary is, you know, she's she was holy and good and she's close to God and she's up in heaven. Now, the Bible says that the saints that they have fallen asleep. I think it's somewhat controversial. What exactly is the state of their soul? Perhaps their soul is awake and close to God at this point. Perhaps they're just in a period of sleep. I'm not sure the Bible is really clear on that, to be honest. But, and I don't take a, I don't take a dogmatic position on that. Again, it says they fall asleep. Other places, Paul says, for me to die is, is, is gain and to be with and to be present with the lord so i don't have the exact answer i don't know that the bible is exactly clear on that but the point being this is so important you can't be any closer to god in spirit than you are when you come through jesus christ the idea that somehow she was more righteous or the saints were more righteous and therefore they've got more of god's ear or they, they have a more effectual prayer than you have, going off James 5, the, the prayer of a righteous man. You're righteous because of Jesus Christ. You are in Jesus Christ, and because you are in Jesus Christ, you have confident access to the throne of God. Hear what, hear what we read in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14, therefore, since we ha- we have such a great high priest. it's Who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We draw near our high priest as Jesus Christ, Our mediator, our intercessor, the one who makes room for us, the the one who makes a way for us to approach the Father is Jesus Christ. In 1 Timothy 2, verse 5, it says there is one God and one mediator also between God and men, the man Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, we don't have uh, uh, saints. It doesn't go from you to some saint to Jesus, to God, the Father. It doesn't go from you to Mary to Jesus to the Father. It doesn't go from you to Mary to the Father. It doesn't go from you to a, to a priest, to a cardinal, to a bishop, to a, a pope, to Jesus, to Mary, to Jesus. to No, one mediator, one God, and one mediator between God and man. It's Jesus Christ. And this is so important that we understand I believe we should be part of the church and I believe we should be involved in a church certainly and we should respect our spiritual leadership but when it comes to your salvation there's one God and only one mediator between you and the Father and that's Jesus Christ and it's is it wrong to add in other mediators for our salvation or other mediators who are our prayer intercessors the answer is yes it is wrong. We, we have one high priest who has made way for us to enter into the Holy of Holies, enter into prayer to God. Jesus told us to pray to the Father in his name. Nowhere did he ever say to pray to the Father in, in the name of anyone else. Matter of fact, again, Catholics will tell us that Mary was special. She was holy. She was blessed. And indeed, indeed Elizabeth did say to her, Blessed one. She called her the one favored of God. But you're favored of God. You have received the grace of God. You are under the favor of God. And is this taught in the Bible? Yes, of course, many, many places taught the favor of God. But also in Luke chapter 11, verse 27 and 28, the same book, the same gospel where the Catholics will take how Elizabeth said, blessed are you and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Later in that same book, Luke chapter 11 and verse 27. Give me one second to get to it. Luke 11 verses 27 and 28, we read this. While Jesus was saying these things, one of the women in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast that nursed you. Well, Jesus didn't say, yeah, that's right, so pray to her, venerate her, or anything like that. He said, but Jesus said, on the contrary, blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. My friends, that's you and me. That's you and me. Now, we're not anti-Mary. We don't think she was a bad person. She was, she was the one God did choose through whom Jesus was born. And we do we do respect her and hold her up as, as a godly person woman and a woman of great faith and a woman humble before the Lord. But listen, is she special? You are special, not because of what you've done, but because of Jesus Christ. And now you're living and you're blessed of God. On the contrary, blessed are those of us who hear the word of God and do it. Those of us who have that faith in Jesus Christ, those of us who've been born again, you and I have this confident access to the throne of God. We don't need other mediaries, medi- mediators or intermediaries. Do you realize that if there are, you, you realize the implications of what's being th- said here, praying to Mary or asking Mary to intercede for you. Suppose Mary is in heaven. Suppose she is uh, up there, you know, not just a, someone else, but kind of, you know, suppose she is close to God. I think we're all going to be close to God in heaven, but, Okay, and you ask her to, to intercede. Is she omniscient? Is she able to hear millions of people praying to her all at once? This is, what, this is what they would have to be saying. There are millions of Catholics. If they're praying to Mary all at once, how is she hearing it all? God can do that. God hears our prayers. God is omniscient. God is all-knowing. God is all-present with us, omnipresent. God is able to be with us and God is able to give you attention because he's God. But there's no person, no Mary or any saint who's able to hear even hundreds of prayers uttered at the same moment. They say, well, it's just like asking, you know, you to like Thomas is it wrong to ask you to pray for me. No, it's of course not. We're here. I'm, I'm in person. But I will say this, if a thousand people came to me all at once and, and gave me their prayer request, I wouldn't hear any of them, because I'm not omniscient. And so, 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 can you ask me to pray for you? Of course. Can a thousand of you ask or a million of you ask at once? No. Can a million, can a million of you have asked, be asking Mary all at once? Well, that would assume that she is omniscient. Finally, I just wanna say this about all these things with the traditions of men. And this was what our, the debate came down to yesterday. What is our authority? Is it the word of God, or is it the tradition in the history of the church? And this is very, very important. The Catholics who were arguing, and they were pretty uh, intelligent in arguing their perspective. They put great weight upon the traditions and the history of the church we put great weight upon the New Testament. We believe the scripture gives us what's necessary and that those early Christians had, in the scriptures had all that was necessary for life and godliness, all that was necessary for true doctrine, that God had completed and fulfilled his word in the word of God. And so I invite people to read the Bible, read the New Testament. I, I say to people who have traditions of men, whether it's Catholic or any other tradition, and it's you and me, we should do this, read the New Testament and ask yourself, what did they do and what did they believe that I ought to do and I ought to believe? And that's the positive side of things. What did they do? What did they believe that I ought to do and I ought to believe? That's where you get good doctrine. But there's another side to this that also helps us have good doctrine. Are there things that I do and things that I believe that I think are really important that they didn't do? or they didn't believe? Are there aspects of my Christian experience that I think is vital that they weren't practicing? And if that's the case, then it's probably not vital. If I could give an example I, uh, of something that is okay, I go to church, you you probably go to church in any church building. They didn't. But I don't think it's vital to go to a church building. I We could have church in a home, we could have church out in the field, we could gather The building is not what makes it holy. They didn't have buildings. We don't think the building is vital. On the other hand, if I would think something like praying to Mary is something that I should do, that it's part of my faith, I don't see it happening anywhere in the New Testament. As a matter of fact, I don't see Mary even mentioned in any of the gospel, uh, excuse me, any of the epistles. Peter, Paul, James, Jude, where do they even mention her? Other than maybe Paul when he says there's only one mediator. Did he have this in mind? I doubt it, but she's not even mentioned, and we never see anyone praying to her. What do we see? And this is what helped the young man yesterday, and when he overheard all this debate between us, and finally, I said, you know what I would do if I were you? I would follow Jesus' example, and I'd follow what Jesus told us to do. Jesus said to pray, our Father. That's what he instructed. He didn't say, pray to Mary didn't say call her your mother Jesus taught us to pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name and you know what it's like the light bulb went on he said yes that's what I pray that's what I want to do and 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 praise the Lord for that folks I don't usually go into doctrine quite this way and I'm and and um and so I I hope this has been helpful we need to have solid doctrine in our day and age you know we find that some many of the social issues we care about we find uh, a brotherhood with the Catholics on that, the pro-life issues, for instance. And so, it, it, so we don't see them as our enemy in, as we work to make this world a better place. But when it comes to th- our theology, we must be strong, we must be clear, we must be scriptural. And we don't want to, in the name of, of common cause on, on social issues, uh, compromise or overlook significant doctrinal issues. And so that's why I mentioned this this morning. Amen. Let's pray to our Father. Father in heaven, we come to you. We thank you that through Jesus Christ, we have access to you. It's the blood of Christ that opens the door. It's through through the name of Jesus that we come to you. We don't come to you in the name of a saint or Mary. We don't ask them to intercede on our behalf. We, we have one God and one mediator between God and us. And we thank you, Jesus, that you have made access, that you hear our prayers. Hallelujah. Thank you for reminding us. Thank you for these verses that remind us that each morning as we gather in prayer and each day as we, each moment as we pray to you ourselves, that it, that Jesus, you have made us qualified and sufficient and able, well able to approach the throne of grace. It's through you, Jesus. It's through your cleansing blood. It's you, you, You've made a way for us to go to the Holy of Holies. You've taken away all of our sin. You've made us clean. You've made us prepared. You've made us able. And I thank you for this. And I pray that as we remember these verses today, we wouldn't just think of them in, in reference to the Catholic people, but we would think of them in reference to what you've invited us to. You said, if you will ask anything in my name, I'll do it. You said that you would do it so that our joy may be full. Jesus, we can pray to you. Thank you. We, we can pray to the Father through you. Thank you. You have made a way. We take. Might we take full advantage of it? Might we not come before you with fearful that we're 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 not qualified or we're not able or we're not worthy because Jesus you have made us worthy your blood has cleansed us remind us drill it into us might we never forget that we can come to our father in the name of Jesus and we do pray our father we pray to our father hallelujah what an awesome thing you've done we do pray make us people of prayer. Help us to not, to, not to neglect this wonderful opportunity and this awesome responsibility. Make us people of prayer, we pray. We do pray for our Catholic friends, that they might see that they have, they have access, not through a, a whole hierarchy of, of, of others, but they can go directly to the Father through the one mediator, Jesus Christ we pray for them. I pray for the young man who came to came to you earlier this week. Might he have a full knowledge of Christ and a strong faith and might he not be confused by this teaching, this other catholic teaching which adds to the scriptural truth. We pray for these things. We bless you with all of our heart. We thank you've heard us even just right now. Hallelujah. We praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen and amen. God bless you. Be a person of prayer. We have this access to God. Let's, let's, let's take full advantage of it. Amen. All right. Thanks for joining me. If, if you're new today, a special welcome. I do hope you subscribe, hit the notify, and Come back regularly and tell your friends to come to this channel regularly. We'd love to have you be here every day because I'm going to say it again. You come here day by day over the next few months. And your life will change. Your attitudes will change. You will, God will be making you into a stronger person because you'll be taking the time, making the commitment, showing God you care to get his word taught into your life day by day. Glad to have you along. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 8 30 AM. God bless you. Bye-bye.